Hi there, my name is Joseph Arnold and I'm an Alexander Technique teacher and violinist living in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania and I'm the founder of Pain Free Music, that's my Alexander teaching practice and I also founded Grow My AT Studio and this is the first of what I hope to be many audio musings uh, centered around the theme of getting more Alexander Technique students and how do we do that in a way that is personally fulfilling that supports your values such as ethics like what are ethical business practices and uh, in getting more clients and more students in a way that generates a great income a great lifestyle for you what I'm gonna do is tell you a little bit about myself why I'm doing this my own journey uh, as an Alexander teacher trying to make a living and also going to give you the first and most important step that you need to take in order to get more Alexander students. So let's see, I came to the Alexander Technique like a lot of people because of pain. I had pain in my arms, I'm a violinist, and during college I had pain in my arms that spread through my whole neck and back and, and ooh, I was really in really bad shape. And, like a lot of Alexander teachers, uh, you know, prior to finding Alexander Technique, I tried everything. You name it. You name it, I tried it. I spent a year and a half searching, 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 trying to figure out how to get out of pain. And nothing really helped. Nothing really lasted. And then I took this class at my university on the Alexander Technique. I had never heard of it before, and so I thought, well, I tried everything else. Why not? and it utterly changed my life. I went in to this first class and my teacher used her hands with me and she wasn't poking or prodding me like I was used to uh, and she just used her hands so lightly and all of a sudden I was just floating across the room and I knew that I had found the answer. So I went to the uh, teacher training program in Philadelphia run by Martha Hanson Furtman and started that in 2007 and I just haven't left. I, I'm still in Philadelphia. I graduated in 2012 and I'm an, an assistant at the school there. I absolutely love it. So like a, lo like a lot of artist types though, after I graduated, you know, I just didn't really know what to do. I didn't really know how to get more students. Um, and I'd never been interested in business stuff, you know, the word, even just the words business or marketing or entrepreneurship give me uh, an icky feeling. And I had just had this aversion to money, which is kind of funny, um, considering the fact that <laughs> we've got to make a living and we might as well make a living doing something that we love. And then I guess I kind of knew that. I, I knew I had to make a living and I knew I wanted to do it teaching Alexander Technique, but I, I just didn't really know how. So I, I found a couple students and I reached out to my local violin shop and had a, made a relationship with the owner there and, and I got a couple very long-term students from that and, and that's been really helpful. But mostly the way I make my living is through playing gigs, playing violin. I do gypsy jazz and Irish fiddle and other stuff I also compose and I also teach violin and so 
I, I've been very fortunate to be able to make my living doing some, some things that I love with music and that kind of thing. But uh, ever since graduating, I've been struggling with how to really make this work, how to make my living as an Alexander Technique teacher. I never had as many students as I wanted. And I never knew how to find more students. That combined with my distaste for marketing, well, at least my image of marketing, the idea that I, of marketing that I had, you know, sort of kept me at a very low level of finding students. You know, I'd have uh, it was random, basically. So, you know, some other person would go to the violin shop, talking about pain, and then the the violin shop owner would send them my way. But that might be one or two people, in you know, over the course of six months or even a whole year. So it's obviously not a way, not a good way to make an actual living doing this. So over the course of the past couple of years, I have really been focusing on on this particular problem. And the past year, it's uh, February 2017 right now. For the past year, I've been working on my own Alexander teaching practice called Pain Free Music. And I finally focused on a niche, and that's the big thing that we're going to be talking about today. Uh, and and it was working with musicians, it just made sense for me, to since I'm a musician. And so basically, over the past year, how did I come to do pain-free music as opposed to anything else? I've just been studying business stuff. I've been just got tired of scraping by got tired of guessing when my next student is going to come and I just became very interested in what are the actual mechanics of how a business works. So I got a business mentor through the organization called SCORE, it's run by the Small Business Administration and they offer free, mark, uh, free business coaching so I re definitely recommend checking that out if you live in the States. Uh, look up SCORE and your city name and they'll very likely have a mentor in your area. So I did that and I took some online courses and I began listening to podcasts on business. I'm just gonna take a sip of my dandy blend here, excuse me. And read lots of books and you know, each of these courses and books were geared towards a different audience. So I've really had to synthesize all of these things on my own. How, how do I put together all these lessons that I've learned from these various books and podcasts, all these people saying, this is how you, this is how you get clients. No, this is how you get clients. So I've put all these things together and, and that synthesis is what I call pain, uh, excuse me, fill my AT studio. And I aim to help other Alexander Technique teachers uh, be able to get more clients and be able to get more clients in a way that is ethical and fulfilling and supports their values and lifestyle. Um, and, and so I've created a series of systems that, that can help with that. 
uh, and will help hopefully make the process of getting more students, being able to support yourself as an Alexander teacher, make that process very clear, very simple, easy to understand, very workable, practical, and not icky. Uh, so that's basically my story of how Film My AT Studio ha has come about, and yeah, that seems good. So, so I'm going to make a little transition here. I'm going to teach you uh, the first and most important step in how you can find more Alexander students. And uh, so I'm going to start here. The world needs what we do. You know, imagine if our government was filled with people who knew how to inhibit. Imagine if our community were filled with people who could, uh, who knew how to lengthen and widen before they opened their mouths. You know, what, what, a, what a different world we would live in. And personally, I think that Alexander Technique, in addition to being a great study for learning how to move more freely and uh, learning how to relieve chronic repetitive strain injuries and things like that I think it's also this great force for peace and and civility so I have this vision for Alexander Technique as this force for world peace and and e even even if you may not share that vision uh, I, I can imagine that you only became an Alexander Technique teacher because you really, really, really believe in this work and it's deeply important to you. And you know that what you have, what you offer as an Alexander teacher is incredibly valuable. And you know that many, 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 many people need what you do desperately. And if only you get their hands on them, <laughs> you could get your hands on them, if only you could show them, they, they would realize that. So the world needs what you do. That's my first point. The second point is you need to make a living. Right? We, have, well, we all have bills to pay unless you're independently wealthy, in which case this whole series of uh, audio and, and all the other stuff that I'm creating for Film My AT Studio, probably, uh, you probably don't need that <laughs> if you're independently wealthy. So... So in any case, so for those of us who need to make a living, uh, these are very practical questions. How do we get more students and that kind of thing? And so I find that there's this really beautiful confluence between these two needs, the world and your community needing what you do and you needing to make a living. And Fill My AT Studio is all about that confluence. How can we meet the needs of our community and uh, world peace uh, while very at a very practical feet on the ground kind of level paying your bills how do you pay your bills and how do you do that through teaching more and this is, this is where we get to the point where we're talking about marketing and business and and money and that kind of thing and a lot of people a lot of Alexander teachers have kind of an icky feeling when we think about these things. And I'd like to suggest a different way of thinking about uh, business and marketing. A little 
mindset change that can help you uh, help you think about doing this in which in, in a way that you would feel more comfortable and I call this having a value-centered business what does that mean uh, a value-centered business so instead of being in business instead of teaching more students in order to make more money we view the money as making money as a way to support your values as a way to support your lifestyle and when when we I think when we make that mindset shift it can take this icky factor out of all of the tasks that we'll need to do in order to get more students so instead of viewing uh, yourself or any somebody who's aiming to make more money as like this money grubbing you know dirty kind of person or or, or uh, money making is a dirty set of tasks rather the more money you make the more you can support your community the more you can support your values whatever those values might be the more you can support your lifestyle and I think that's a, a really important mindset uh, shift so let me see I want to make one more point about the the word entrepreneur as well that's the word that gets bandied about a lot and, and I think a lot of us have this notion of entrepreneurship as belonging to the the hungriest of young tech folks who are out to make millions and raise venture capital and do fancy tech things um, and, and maybe take advantage of people or, or provide uh, services of dubious value um, and and I view entrepreneurship very differently and first of all I want to say that if you are uh, not independently wealthy if you work in order to pay your bills you are an entrepreneur uh, and even that goes for Alexander teachers that goes for music teachers that goes for even people who don't own a business even if you're just an employee a paper-pushing bureaucrat uh, no offense to any bureaucrats out there uh, but even if you have like a really um, regular kind of nine-to-five job uh, you you are an entrepreneur if you are exercising some choice in how you go about that job and to me that's what entrepreneurship is all about it's it's about exercising choice and and that 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 right there is a really beautiful connection with the Alexander Technique because to me the Alexander Technique is also about how we exercise choice in our lives and I, I view uh, entrepreneurship and Alexander Technique very similarly that way so okay good so that's kind of where I'm I'm coming from now 
here's the beginning of this this lesson this first most important step so there's you know, thinking about all the tens of thousands of things you could do as a business person um, there are there are literally there's literally no end to all the different things you could do to get more students uh, so how do we how do we choose where do we start what are the most important things what's the hinge that moves the, the big door so there's this thing called the the 80 20 rule and is this it comes out of this uh, this one Italian economist who noticed that 80% of the land in Italy was owned by 20% of the people and this can be generalized to many different domains 80% of the of, of the wealth is owned by 20% of the people uh, of the world and you know you name something in in in, in your life and this uh, this rule can kind of fit to a lot of different things and, and it fits to business as well so 80% of the benefit of anything that you could do running your business comes from only 20% of the things that you do. And what's that 20%? That's marketing. Marketing has to do with how you present yourself, how you write about yourself. This is what people know about you before you get your hands on them. And the only way that people are going to come to you rather than somebody else is if you have really good marketing. The only way that you're going to be able to get your hands on these students to show them that all the benefit that you have is if you have really good marketing. So we can actually, uh, so, so marketing is that 20%. So this is really what we're going to be focusing on in Film My AT Studio. And now we can actually apply the 80-20 rule to the 80-20 rule. So 80% of 80 is 64 and 20% of 20 is 4. So we have the 64-4 rule. So even more honed in. What are the what's the four percent of all the activities that you could do that would generate sixty four percent of all the benefit that you might get in your business? So what's that? That's having a marketing plan. And over the next few episodes, I'm going to talk about the marketing plan and and how you build that for yourself. So it it basically means being intentional about how you go about getting more students instead of just doing random acts of marketing. Like how, how do you have like a cohesive idea of this? And that cohesive idea turns out to be incredibly important. So of that 4%, well, where's the first place to start? That's having a niche. And this is one of the most difficult parts of this whole process for uh, any small business owner but Alexander teachers in particular because Alexander technique you know, for, for years I would say to somebody they would ask oh is that only for musicians and I would say oh no it can be applied to anybody and, and uh, you see this in a lot of Alexander teachers websites it's very general and there's a big problem with uh, describing the Alexander Technique so generally and that's when somebody sees such a general description as um, well, let's see if I can come up with something so the Alexander Technique helps you move more freely like that that doesn't really relate to many people's 
daily lives. Most people don't think about movement. They don't care about moving freely. It doesn't relate to them personally, and so they don't say, oh, that sounds like something I need. And the whole point of marketing and advertising is to get somebody to say, oh, that's what I need. So talking about this in a general way is not helpful. So the, the most effective way to be able to get your potential students to say, oh, that's something that I need, is by choosing a niche. And even if you truly believe that Alexander Technique can be applied to anybody, and of course it does, uh, if you really want to be effective in your marketing, you start with a niche. And you can always choose more niches down the road. Uh, but I'm going to give you six very good reasons why you should choose a niche. So reason number one, you are going to have a much more compelling message. And I'll tell you a little parable that I came up with. This is the, the parable of the purple panda. So imagine that you are a purple panda and you have uh, a purple panda life. You, there are things that work well for you as a purple panda and you have purple panda problems. And there are also other colored pandas in the world. There's orange pandas and rainbow striped pandas and green pandas and all that kind of thing. So you go down to uh, your local panda wellness center and you see a bunch of flyers up on the wall and you see a flyer for orange pandas and orange panda problems and you see a flyer for just any kind of panda and the problems that any panda will have and you see a flyer for rainbow colored pandas and rainbow colored pa panda problems but then you see it you see this one poster and it is all about purple panda problems. And you just go, oh, that's me. Even if they don't say the words purple pandas, they have your problems. They're talking about your, what you're going through, the things that you're, you're thinking about. And when you see that, it just hits you right in the heart. Like, oh, that's for me. So, so that's the power of... of a niche in terms of having a, a more compelling message. You're, it'll be as though you're speaking to their secret thoughts, what they're going through. And that's very, very compelling. So that's reason number one. Reason number two is that uh, you will be able to charge more. It'll be more profitable for you to have a niche. Consider the difference between the salary of a general doctor versus a cardiologist. You know, a cardiologist is more specialized, therefore you can they, they can charge more. And not only that, the people going to a cardiologist aren't going to care as much that they're paying more because this is the specialist, this is the expert. So by choosing a niche, you position yourself, you, you show yourself to be an expert, and you, therefore you can charge more. You don't have to charge bottom dollar. And reason number three. It's more cost-efficient to advertise in a niche. So say your niche is about 5,000 people, and, and for me, for Pain Free Music, that's, that's about the case. So in the whole Philadelphia area, 50 miles of Philadelphia, there are about 5,000 professional musicians. And it's much cheaper to advertise to these 5,000 as opposed to advertising to 50,000 people 
maybe 10% to 50,000 people, which is 5,000. So it's the same number of people. But if you're advertising to, to 50,000 people uh, and you get only 10% response, then you spent all that advertising money on the 50,000, uh, but only getting response from the 5,000. So you can more effectively target where you put your advertisements and where you put your energy to promoting what you do. Reason number four, there is much less competition in a niche. So think of all Alexander teachers and then think of uh, Alexander teachers for, let's say, moms. Okay, so that's a little bit of a niche. And then what about new moms or, or pregnancy? How about that? So Alexander technique for mothers-to-be. Now that's, that's a niche. And that would be a very effective niche if you're, uh, you know, if some some pregnant mom comes along, she has back pain or whatever, she sees that she's going to go to you, and and there's probably be very fewer, very much fewer uh, Alexander teachers doing that. So you, again, you'll be able to charge more, you'll be able to um, have a much, uh, you'll be a much bigger fish in a much smaller pond. So that's basically what I'm saying. And here we go. Number five, most niche markets aren't used to good marketing. Think of your local car dealership commercials on the TV. Generally, they're pretty lame. And you can tell right away that oh, this is a low-budget low car commercial. And so if you take the time to really develop your marketing plan and really hone your skills, copywriting, writing blog posts, or creating videos and that kind of thing, then your message will stand out all that much more from, from your competitors. Not only com competition from other Alexander teachers, but other healing arts or movement type uh, teachers or therapists. And number six, the, the last reason why you should have a niche is that it's easier for your potential students to trust you. As you could because you're couldn't be seen as an expert, but also an, an accessible expert, not some big impersonal uh, company and also not somebody making broad generalized claims because it, it's not easy to trust somebody making broad generalized claims. But if you're making very specific claims about how you can help very specific problems, that's much more accessible for people. and when they see that, they're going to more easily trust that you know how to meet their needs. All right, so when you have a, a good niche, a compelling niche, you are going to be able to attract more of the, the students that you want, people who, uh, and you can be able to do that more uh, effectively in terms of uh, the amount of money that you spend and the amount of effort that you, you expend doing this is going to be much more efficient. And uh, let's see, I want to say something else about that. Oh yes, so the best niche is an inch wide and a mile deep. What does that mean? An inch wide means it's a very, very selected, specific population. And the mile deep means that there's still enough people in that uh, 
potential pool of stu students so that you can make, still make a good living from this. So my niche for painting music is professional classical musicians living within 50 miles of Philadelphia. And it's not just musicians, not just professional musicians, it's professional classical music musicians. And that really helps me uh, hone in on what kind of language I should use and what kind of pictures I should use and what kind of problems I should talk about in order to uh, write compellingly and, and, and get the interest of people I really love working with. I really love working with classical musicians. I love working with lots of musicians, but professional classical musicians, just for me, it's, it's very exciting to, to uh, see them become a little more free and certainly pain-free and because uh, they, they also really appreciate the change in the amount of effort that it takes to play and the change in the resonant uh, qualities of their, their instrument and their sound. So in any case, that's, that's my niche. So here we go. You have three activities and then we're going to call it a day. So activity number one, how do you choose your niche? The best place to start is with what's called a warm niche. The warm niche is oh, uh, so nice, you know, you have some tomatoes in there, sprinkle a little cheese on top. Just kidding, that's a quiche. Okay, so a ne warm niche is comprised of people, or excuse me, a warm niche comprises people who you already have a connection with. For me, this was very easy. I'm a musician, so I work with musicians. Uh, but it might be something else for you. It might be uh, people who do yoga, and again, a really great niche is people who do something. So it could be a hobby or the way they make their living. And uh, you can just write down a list of the people you know who do something in particular. They have a, a hobby or work experience and see if there are any patterns. Just the people who are already in your life who you would really like working with. Who are looking at ideal clients here. And so you come up with a list of maybe 10 or 20 people who you would like to work with and then uh, just see if there are any patterns and and uh, yeah that's a really great place to start when you're choosing a niche so activity number two is to take a look at that list and to do what's called PVP analysis that sounds uh, very serious and technical but it's actually quite down to earth so PVP the first P stands for personal fulfillment. The V stands for your value to that marketplace. And the final P stands for profitability. So for maybe in your list of connections, people you already know, these warm niches, there's two or three of them and maybe you can't really choose. So you do the PVP analysis. So for each of them, you give them a uh, score of 1 to 10. So personal fulfillment for niche number 1. Maybe it, you'd find it incredibly personally fulfilling. So you do 9 or 10. And and then for value to the marketplace, like how much could you charge, basically? Uh, how much would they... Oh, no, that's, that's profitability. So the value to the marketplace is how valuable to this population would be your, your, what you offer. And maybe they really need it, and maybe they don't really need it. So for, for my niche, it's professional classical musicians who have repetitive strain injuries. And so that's a really big 
value to them because it might be the repetitive strain injuries might mean the end of their career. Now, the third P is profitability. So how much money do these people have? How much money could they spend on Alexander Lessons? So in general, musicians, uh, again, taking myself as an example, aren't really known for having a lot of money, but professional classical musicians, the orchestral players, uh, especially the ones in the Philadelphia Orchestra here, they make a really good living. And uh, so the PVP analysis for, for me was was like, 10, 10, 10. <laughs> so, so that was a, a kind of a no-brainer. Uh, but there might be some balance. So what you do is you make your best guess at each of these numbers and you add them all up and then you compare the, the added total uh, for each of your warm niches. So then once you have your niche picked out, you, uh, we come to activity number three here. And, and that's your elevator pitch. We've all heard of this, uh, the elevator pitch, what, what is that? Well, I have a very simple recipe here. And there are four things that you need to know. You need to know your niche, what problem you solve, your solution, and the reasons why you're doing it. Again, that's the niche, the problem, solution, and the reasons why you're doing it, why it's important. And you can just string those together and that's your elevator pitch. So it could be something like this. You know how niche has problem? Question mark. Well, I offer solution because of these reasons. I'll give you an example. You know how a lot of musicians have repetitive strain injuries, especially classical musicians? Well, I offer programs that help relieve repetitive strain injuries once and for all because uh, it's a terrible thing for a musician, an artist, to have to give up their art because of something as mundane as pain. So that's my elevator pitch. So I, I've created a little story and you can, can see how, or at least I, I hope that you can see, how much more compelling that is than saying, oh, I teach the Alexander Technique. And all that somebody hears in their mind after you say Alexander Technique, if they've never heard of it, is, huh, what's that? Whereas if I say this, uh, this elevator pitch about musicians and repetitive strain injuries and my solution and the reasons why I do it, then I've given somebody a really clear picture in their mind I tell them a little story and that's going to stick with them and even if they don't ever become a student even if they aren't a musician even if they aren't a part of my niche I would never work with them they have this clear picture and maybe they know somebody and they could explain what we do Alexander Technique is really hard to explain you know I know you know this I know you know this so this is a really great way of explaining what you do in a compelling way and you can use this as the seed for everything else that you create. All of the blog posts, all of the flyers, all of the workshops, all of the programs that you create, how you talk to every single person about what you do, what you put up on your website. Everything can come from these four things, the niche, problem, solutions, and reasons. 
And once you become so clear on what those are, all of a sudden, people are going to really understand what you're doing. And when people understand what you're doing, it's much more likely that they are going to come and study with you. So you can, so, so do this, do this, do this right now, do this today and write it down, tape it up on your wall. I have uh, probably a dozen pieces of big paper taped up on my wall of all these important things that I've learned over the years. So I want you to do the same, write this down and look at it morning and night and memorize it and hone it and and make sure that it feels good to you and then start using it in every piece of marketing material that you create start using it every time you describe what you do to somebody uh, it, it's the, the hinge that moves the big door so that's what I have here let me see if I can sum all this up succinctly well, we're coming up on 37 minutes here so uh, the world really needs what we do and you need to make a living and even if you really dislike the idea of marketing and money and business and that kind of thing there are ways of making a living uh, being able to get more students and that kind of thing that aren't icky and actually can feel really good because instead of teaching in order to make money you can make money in order to support yourself and support your values and support your students support your community and maybe even have uh, an effect worldwide if there, if there are more the more students AT students that are out there the more that AT teachers can teach the more peaceful the world is going to be. This, this is my my little soapbox. Uh, so the most important work you can do in order to get more students is called marketing. And the first place to start with marketing and your marketing plan is with a niche. And so I encourage you to do these activities. If you want to listen to this whole thing again, go for it. Uh, do the activities. Choose your niche. Spend some time on this. If you spend 100 hours, uh, you don't have to spend a whole 100 hours, but you can probably do it within 10 hours. Just, it's not necessarily sitting down at your desk for 10 hours, but just mulling it over and talking about it with your colleagues and friends and family. And, and so over the next week or so, you know, choose your niche. Do it. And I can promise you that that single decision that you make is going to make everything else that you do in order to get more students so much easier. And and you're going to find that people understand what you're talking about much more easily and you're going to find that uh, people are much more willing to entertain the idea of working with you and they're much going to be much more willing to work with you and give you money because you, you they're going to understand what you're doing and, and, and that's... <laughs> That's really important. So choose your niche and implement it. Okay. So that's all I have to say for today. I hope you enjoyed this. You can reach out to me. Oh my goodness, I don't have a professional email address yet, but you can use my personal email address. It's, uh, or, my, or you can use my pain-free music one. So joseph at painfreemusic.com. 
And if you want to check out my own niche and marketing stuff, you can go to painfreemusic.com. And uh, I have a Facebook group. You can go to facebook.com slash groups slash grow my AT studio. And I'm going to be posting more of these audio musings and blog posts and videos and webinars. And I'm going to be starting a program soon uh, that's going to give Alexander teachers every little step of the way because I've come up with all these systems and I can just package them all together, package them all together and just give them to you. So you don't have to go through, uh, you know, a couple years of reading books and whatnot. I'll just give it to you eight weeks and you'll have everything you need. So that's coming down the road at some point. I'll have my website up pretty soon. I'm not really sure when. GrowMyATStudio.com. Um, I think that's I think that's it for now. Okay, good. So please do contact me if you have any questions. Um, Joseph at PainFreeMusic.com. I think that's it for now. Okay, great. Well, I hope you have a lovely day today. Take care.